Hello and welcome to another episode of Rest Period. I'm Chris. And I'm Mauricio. And we are also known as your favorite sideshow when Shane disappears off the face of the earth. But I have a question. Yes. If it happens all the time, is it really a sideshow anymore? No. It's more like the main show and he's the sideshow. He's the sideshow host. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we love him. We couldn't do the show without him. Exactly. Hey, you want to know something that makes me sad? Okay. Okay. And I know that normally we're supposed to be funny and all that, but this this is just, I think it's important to discuss. And that is that before we begin, sometimes I do really creative things with our whole clap and singing a song and all that stuff to make it, you know, the audio synchronized up because we're recording on separate planes of existence. Um, and I have yet to hear any of those included in the episodes, <laughs> and that kind of makes me sad. Um, I don't know. Maybe I can start including them on, on the regular. Yeah. I mean, today's was boring. I made it boring because I was so upset because I knew that no matter how great I made my little sync clap, it wouldn't matter. I'm sorry. Okay. Will you make it? What? Will you live? Oh, mm, I hope so. Me too. As Frank Sinatra says, I've got high hopes. Great. I'm, I'm happy to hear this. Yeah, because nothing could make that ram scram. You just kept butting that damn. Sure. <laughs> you need more culture in your life. Yeah, I'm also really bad when it comes to like any artistic thing, like referencing by name for the most part. Like I know like the really famous stuff, but then like that's mm-hmm. it. And even then I'm pretty bad. You do realize that Frank Sinatra is one of the most famous. No, no, no. Like I, I, I know who I know, I know who he is, and I've listened to some of his stuff for sure. I like okay. him. But like what I mean though is, is like whatever thing you're referencing right there fully went over my head. I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah. Speaking of things that went over your head, how's quarantine treating you? It's good. If uh, if you follow me on the Insta, which you should, um, I know you do, Christopher, so thank you. You're welcome. Barbara discovered something today. She discovered I can have a mini man, man bun now because I haven't had a haircut in like three months. So, um, you know, that's nice. I got that going for me. Um, that's really great. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to quarantine lasting another like six months so then I can like do like a full-blown man bun it'd just be like mm-hmm. bring back the early 2000s i guess or early 2010s mm-hmm. yeah i have the opposite thing going actually i uh well not quite the opposite like i didn't shave my head or anything but i got a haircut a haircut places open barbershops yep nice yep. yeah we uh we entered phase one i think so some of the less essential but still moderately essential businesses open back up like haircuts yeah like haircuts and actually bars which is kind of funny oh really so like yeah at least in sacramento county they Mm -hmm. they opened up restaurants for dine-in service again but bars Mm -hmm. remain closed so what a lot of bars have done oh and the reason bars are closed is because you can only serve alcoholic beverages with food right Mm. that's like the thing right now so that way you don't have like a bunch of people gathering at a bar which i'm like okay it makes sense i guess Mm-hmm. So what a lot of bars have done to like as a workaround is like like I was reading this thing like one bar just is offering like free popcorn with a drink uh-huh. so that way it's food and then like other bars you know how like a lot of bars will have like you know they'll be open to like 2 a.m. but the the restaurant part of it will close at like midnight or whatever mm-hmm. so any bar that had that previously is like they're just keeping the restaurant open like the the kitchen aspect of their bar open until closing. Mm. So that way it's like, yeah, people are ordering food. That makes sense. And then I'm sure there's like some serious loopholes. Like I'm sure like you could go there, buy like 
a beer and then like some like an appetizer and then just keep buying like multiple drinks on the same order of food. Yeah. I mean, like if I wanted to go to a bar, that's what I would do. Like if I was made to buy food along with it, that's exactly what I would do. That makes sense. Yeah. Though it is Big nice. question. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you, if you owned a restaurant, what kind of food would you serve? If I owned a restaurant? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd want to open up my Arepa um, food truck with Shane. Um, for mm-hmm. those people that don't know what an Arepa is, because um, I doubt most of you know what that is or don't know, whatever. Um, it's like this Venezuelan like bread, basically. It's made from cornmeal, and it's freaking delicious. Um, it's basically, think of it like a sandwich, um, but it's hot. It's like a little crispy. You can put like anything you want in there, like ham and cheese or egg or meats or whatever. And it's like, it's bomb. Yum. So we'd, we'd, do, we'd do that and then have like, you know, like fried plantain. Maybe do some other dishes that are like cultural or like some American Venezuelan fusion stuff. So that way it isn't like too much, you know, for like. That makes sense. The Well, you know, have you ever been to a restaurant and you can't read the menu or understand anything? Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but when I have that happen to me, I'm like, I don't want to eat here. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I realized, sorry, I know I asked the question, but I'm a little hungry, and I realized that talking about food is a terrible idea. (laughs) Because I just might eat my microphone. Ooh, I wonder how that tastes. I don't think it would taste good. It might sound interesting, though, for the ASMR crowd. Yes, yes. Well, you know, we could pivot again. We could. We could just we could become an ASMR podcast where all I do is eat microphones. <laughs> and then you just listen. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. That's <laughs> on this episode of Eating Microphones, Chris eats another microphone. <laughs> what else is new? I would feel like Muzzy, the little character in you know, that taught me Spanish that always ate clocks. Um, I'm just gonna go with the flow and say yes. Yeah. Because he was always like, Oh, mi nombre is Muzzy and then he would go and eat a clock. Right. And I never understood what eating clocks had to do with learning Spanish. But yeah, I mean, I guess in a way we learned. That's actually the funny thing is I was going to say at least we learned how to say clock. And then I realized I actually have no idea how to say clock in Spanish. So that (laughs) plot line failed. (laughs) Didn't teach you nothing. No, they I have no clue how to say. I know how to say so much in Spanish, but I do not know how to say clock. Right. Como se dice clock? Relo. I can't do that because I can't roll my R's. You can't? No. When I when I roll my R's, it's fake. Like if I say padre, like I'm not actually rolling my R's. Like I'm like you're like I, imitating I'm, the R. Exactly the R. But it's you know like wait. It's I have not, a question. Yeah. That sound you're making is it with the tip of your tongue? Nope, or is it, I can't do the thing with the tip of my tongue. It's like the back of my tongue. I was gonna say because it sounds a little like deeper. Like I don't know. Yeah. 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 It is because it's it's a sound that you would make in German. But not in in Spanish. Huh. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I, I was just like trying to see like if I could do it like off mic. Like, drrr, like I can't do a pretend rolling R with the back of my tongue versus the front of my tongue. That's so weird. Yeah. I know. It's And I've tried so hard to learn how to roll my R's. Like, I cannot tell you how long <laughs> I have just tried because I, I want to be able to speak Spanish well. And I think that the thing that differentiates someone that can speak Spanish like, okay, fine, you did some Rosetta Stone versus someone that speaks it and you're like, oh, you actually know Spanish is people who can roll their R's because that just makes you sound so much more natural. It does. But I just, I can't do it. Like, well, when I'm like, nuestro, like it doesn't, it's not a rolled R. It's like, you know. Right. But that it, said, just, I mean, I'm not like a Spanish, I can, I can speak Spanish well, but like I'm not 
like I moved to the U.S. when I was like seven. So my like Spanish vocabulary isn't very immense. That yeah. said, I think a good example, though, is like with like the R thing. It's like you don't I don't think you need to stress about it that much either, because not all words with R have that pronounced R sound. Right. Like carro yeah. does. But like um, relo, it's like it's like less. Right. Like. It's it's not as pronounced. You, I think you can get away with it and not sound like dumb. But see, for me to say those words, I go caro relo. <laughs> like it just sounds so American. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, it's funny is I met this American once, or I worked with this American at an old job, and he, dude, I'm pretty sure he spoke Spanish better than I did, but huh. he sounds so American. Like like think like a country person, you know speaking spanish like it's very american howdy y'all como estas yeah like it's like that bad but he speaks really well like his grammar is perfect like he he it's really impressive and i'm just like wow "Wow." i can sound like i know what i'm saying but like you actually know what you're saying yeah it's like my german you know yeah your german is it's so good yep deutsch yeah deutsch there you go all you need to know that's right <laughs> i'm gonna go to germany and be like deutsch 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 yeah. deutsch 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 and then people are gonna look there at me go. like i'm insane yeah and they <laughs> oh. wouldn't be wrong so okay so speaking of being in foreign lands um and americans you ever mm-hmm. notice like how americans like when they not all of them but a lot of them when when they go somewhere or when they're speaking to somebody who doesn't speak english and they're like trying to communicate, but they don't know anything about like that language. So they think mm-hmm. talking louder is the solution, like repeating what they just said, but an octave higher. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I've seen oh, that so, so many. Annoying. It's so bad. I'm like, dude, j- just because you're saying it louder doesn't mean they're going to understand. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, uh, it's brutal. It's so embarrassing. It's so bad. And it was, it's funny though, because like, this nation is so multicultural like obviously there's pockets where it's like very just like america right but like i don't know it's just you know it's just crazy to me yeah Ooh, i have a really interesting question actually for you sure if you could live in any country in the world what country would you live in um what you why is that even a question you're supposed to respond with are you kidding me america i mean like, I was giving it, like, an actual thought. You know, I'm like, is there anywhere else I'd rather live than the U.S.? Like, live. Like, have a job. Live in community. Like, there's definitely certain things about other countries that I would love. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, net-net, it's the U.S. Yeah. Right? Because then sense. also, like, in the U.S., you have so many different types of places you can live. Mm-hmm. I mean, more than, I think, any other country really yeah and each state is sort of like its own country just with the same language so it's easier to travel right exactly that said i wouldn't have mind like having like i wish i grew up in like in europe for example because like Mm -hmm. i would know like four languages right now true especially if i grew up somewhere like switzerland or like you know what i mean like like the swiss like most swiss people that that i've met anyway which is only like less than five but they all know like th- at least three languages, usually German, French, and Italian and English. Yeah. Well, yep. that's four. So Whatever. Four. Yeah. But they usually know a mix of those. Well, some of them know only a little bit of English, but know the other three really well. Right. And that that like boggles my mind because like it's like they just need to know it. Like it's part of their survival. But it's not like it's a third world country. It's not like 
like certain African countries, they learn multiple languages, but because like the, there's the cultural language, but then there's like the language they speak, whether it's like French or English for like trade right. and business. And they have to learn it in order to like actually like, you know, like if you want to have a business, you need to know those. But so it's like they have to in that sense. Whereas like the Swiss, it's like, I mean, they do too, but it's like way different. It's not like, I feel like it's not imposed in a sense. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could definitely survive living in Europe, even if you only knew English, but just the fact that they don't only know English and know so many other languages just makes them cool. Right. Like every European person I've ever met speaks multiple languages. I mean, shoot, my mom speaks three. She speaks English, Spanish, and French. Sorry. She speaks four. English, Spanish, French, and Italian. Same thing with my aunt and my other aunt. And it's just like, God, I just need to move to Europe for like a year. And, like, live in Italy because I really want to learn Italian. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I want to live in Italy for a year just because I really want a Lamborghini. <laughs> like, just live next to the Lambo factory and be like, <laughs> just, like, hold the sign for a couple hours a day. Like, please give Lamborghini willing to test drive. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you were in Italy, it would be easier to procure a Lamborghini. Do you think it'd be easier to rent one, maybe? Like, is I, that what you I'm mean? Sure about rent. I'm just saying, like, in general, like, where in Oregon... Would I get a Lamborghini? There's nowhere. Probably Portland. I could get a Ferrari. Hmm? Portland doesn't have Lamborghinis? No, they have a Ferrari and Maserati dealership, but no Lamborghini. There's no Lamborghini, and this is what really kills me. There's no Aston Martin dealership. Ooh. Yeah, in all of Oregon, I don't think. I love those cars. They're they're very classy. Very classy. They are very classy. Oh, man. Speaking but, of classy. But, like, wait, hold on. If you could afford a Lambo, though, I'm sure you could still purchase one and have it delivered. Yeah, but I feel like it'd be easier to afford one if it, there was one close by. Like, because right now, even if, even, like, it would make no sense to have one in the same way it wouldn't make any sense to have an Aston Martin. Because when you need it to get it serviced, where are you going to take it? Portland. I mean, sure, the Lambo I could just take to Audi, but, like, an Aston Martin, no one's going to work on it. I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, non-dealership, um, you know, um, what do you call it, mechanics. I would not want to service a British manufactured car. Not at its dealership. No, no, no. What I mean is like, because like, yeah, there's plenty of places that are like kind of shady. They say they work on European cars, but they just say that. So that way you take your car there. But then there's also yeah. places which are far less that actually know how to service European cars, like the high end ones that aren't mm -hmm. necessarily the car dealerships. That said, I'm with you nine times out of 10. I would just go to a car dealership unless I did all the research required to find like a shop that I would actually trust with that kind of car. Right. And who wants to put in that kind of work? Yeah. See, that's my conundrum, if you will. I do will. Yeah. That's that's really, that is the only reason I don't currently own an Aston Martin <laughs> is because where would I get it serviced? <laughs> yep. The only reason. The only reason. I, I believe you. If there, I guarantee you, if there was a way for me to easily get it serviced, there was like a local dealership, I'd have one. Mm-hmm. Or you could just learn to work it on yourself. Ooh, I feel like that would require some serious investment in terms of tools. Oh my God! Yes, it would. All that. Ugh, oh, no. it would be. It would be so much. So painful. Or you could like go retro and buy an old model that's like nice. You know, not like ooh, a, not 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 like a beater, but like an actual like like a classic, right? Yeah, like one of the ones out of the Sean Connery James Bond films. Exactly. So like my grandpa, he owns a '65 Mustang. And anyway, he's been fixing it up for like ever since I've known him. So I'm 25 now. So <laughs> that long. Um, but he's finally like getting around to like putting the finishing touches on it kind of thing. But yeah. like, 
but that's also his like his project right like that's something he does for fun and he's like yeah. super busy anyway um but he showed me some pictures and i was like wow that's that's really nice but you know the 65 mustang or any car from that era they're simpler than today's cars that's true they come from simpler times yeah like i bet if i had like a garage and was willing to invest in the tools i could buy a beater from like the 60s or 70s and mm-hmm. fix it up i'm not saying yeah. it'd be easy or it would be quick but i know i could right because then i also have some friends who are like know more about me- mechanical stuff than i do but mm-hmm. with the amount of stuff that's out there for those cars plus youtube i mean it's like it's a no-brainer it is a no-brainer <laughs> you know what's funny what we came into this episode not having like a firm thing to talk about and we just went to cars yeah, I mean, I feel like that's that's bound to happen. It like, has to. There's it, it. It has to. But you know, since we're talking about cars, we might as well talk about this. Mm-hmm. Model S or Model Y? Um, I'm not sure which one the Model Y is, to be honest. Oh man, how are we supposed to get Elon Musk to sponsor this podcast if you aren't staying up to date, up to the minute, up to date on the Tesla model lineup? Yeah. Am I the only one that still wants Elon to sponsor us? No, no, no. I do want him to sponsor us. What's the difference between a Model Y and a Model 3? They look the Model s- Y is a crossover. The Model 3 is a sedan. Oh, I see. Like, I would get the Model Y over the Model 3. Right. Because there's way more room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing And I would now. get the Model Y over the Model X. But really? I would get the Model S. Oh, yeah. I don't like the Model X. I mean, like, it's not bad. I just, it's not my favorite. Like, I would, my favorite of the regular Teslas is definitely the Model S, and then followed by the Model Y, and then the Model 3, and then the Model X. But I do, I mean, I'm in love with the Cybertruck, and then the Roadster is just, yes, just a thousand times yes. Right. Yeah, for sure. Of the current lineup, I'm definitely a Model S fan, but I'd want, like, the Model S top tier. P100D or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, that yes. thing That thing is cool. Like, that is freaking, that, that thing is cool. Like, yeah. I've been inside one Tesla. I nice. helped a person park it, which was nice. great. I really wish they let me go. <laughs> I almost asked, like, if I could take it for a spin. But <laughs> anyway, I didn't know the person that well, and they were like a VIP at the company we worked at. So, um, you know, I was just like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll park your car. Yeah. Funny story. I've never actually been in a Tesla. You haven't? Nope. That's saying something considering your history with cars. I know. Like, you've been in Porsche, Porsches. You've been in... Audis, you've been in. <laughs> I don't know. I've been like every Audi, every Mercedes, pretty much every BMW. <laughs> I was saying that, kind of pulling it out of my butt, but yeah, real talk, you actually have. Yeah. Um, but have you been in anything like more expensive than like um like your your high end Mercedes and 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 Beamers and Porsches? whatever that you've been in, or like Porsches? Like, this, have you been in like the other yeah. Italian and German? I haven't. No, that's the thing. I mean, all all the German brands I've been in, all the I've been in Jaguars, I've been in Minis, I've been in those. I haven't been in an Aston Martin. Really need to do that, and I haven't been in the like super slash hyper car category cars. And the main reason for that is because honestly, I think like being in cars is cool, and you get to drive around in them. But um, I, I I feel like I don't really want to go sit in someone else's Lamborghini or Ferrari or no, I want to drive like, it. I, yeah, exactly. I'd want to drive it, and I'd want it to be mine to drive. Even if it wasn't, like, 
permanent. You know, I'd want it to be like, here's this for a week, like knock yourself out. Like then I'd be like cool to drive it, but I wouldn't want it like, oh, you, what is going on? What do you mean? The noises that you were making. (laughs) I'm just like agreeing with you through the art of vocalization. I, it sounded like something very different. It's okay. It wasn't. And it's going to be fine. Good. Um, I will tell you afterwards what it sounded like. I, I think we all understood what you were saying. No, like, no, 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 no. It's not what you think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, I just feel like, like, yeah, I wouldn't want to just, like, chill in one for an hour. I feel like that'd be kind of lame. For sure. But... For sure. No, I totally agree. Like, one of, like, this is kind of, like, I don't know if it's lame, but, like, it's just, like, something I would love to do just because I think it would be hilarious, really, is, mm-hmm. like, at least pre covid anyway i always Mm -hmm. wanted to like maybe even just like rent like a ferrari or like some other nice car for like a week and just go to work with it like you know just like as a daily driver like for a week and just have people like wonder like who has a ferrari and why are they here every day because like you know some people would notice but then like it would take a while for the rumor mill to go around yeah (laughs) anyway (laughs) (laughs) and then just like randomly have like my boss or like the you know, president order be like, Marisa, how'd you get how'd you get a Ferrari? Like, I know what we pay you. How did you afford this? And if you can't afford it, why do you still work here? Then you could just say, I'm independently wealthy and I do my job because I love my job. Exactly, right? And then and then afterwards when I have to return it, I'd be like, you know, I wanted to live a little more modestly. I don't want to be so flashy. I'll keep the Ferrari back in the garage. Exactly. That's the way to do it. Exactly. Ooh. Give me ideas. Once, once ooh, quarantine ooh. ends. Yeah, you could just be like, oh, yeah, my 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 Chevy was just, it was getting serviced. So I had to drive my weekender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. That'd be great. That'd be a great way to actually respond to that. Like, wait, what? What do you have? Uh, why is it gone? Oh, well, it was just, my, my Chevy was in service. So, you know, whatever. No big deal. I just drive around in my, in my, 812 super fast, you know, on my, my days off. Yeah. I mean, shoot, even if I could afford supercars or, or high-end sports cars and whatever, I would still, I wouldn't, that wouldn't be my daily driver. I mean, I'd have something like still like nice, but like, if you think of like sport cars, they're all so low to the ground. I would hate to drive that every day. Like, what if you have to go to like a store and you have to go over something that's like more than like six inches up, like ramp or whatever, right? Like you're screwed. That's. That's why I like Teslas for that, like because they're super fast. I mean, if you get like a P100T Model S, like it's ridiculously fast, but it's and it's elegant and it's beautiful and all that, but it's understated. It's not super flashy, but it's still super nice and awesome. And it's electric, so your commute isn't killing the planet. <laughs> right. It that... all comes back to Tesla. Always. Always. You were saying ooh, 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 ooh earlier. Yeah, you know when you have a really great idea and then you <laughs> lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened here. Yep. It's gone. It went poof. Well, you know, these things happen, my friend. Yeah. Ooh, ready? I have some questions for you. Hit me. Okay. This, I think this will just be the closing round of questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your favorite color for clothing? Black. Nice. What's your favorite color for shoes? Black. <laughs> hmm. What's your favorite color for t-shirts? Black. Fascinating. Well... Uh, that was my round of questions. It might have been a little boring. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm just so tired. And I think that's the problem. I think we're both 
so tired. We were both like at first you were like, oh, uh, let's do it tomorrow. And then I was like, no. And then you were like, okay, let's do it today. And then when it was time to record, I was like, mm, I'm pretty tired. Yeah. It's funny because I'm, I'm feeling a little more perky right now. So that's that's neat, as I say. Neat. Yeah. What did Shane say? What was that word that he used? Tubular. No. <laughs> he said he said something. It was similar to neat, where it was just like golly gee, are we back in the fifties? <laughs> yeah. It was something. It was something like that. I forget what the exact word was. Yeah. Um, I I laughed when I heard it today. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Speaking of sleep. Yeah. How many hours of sleep do you get at night? On the regular, like seven. Nice. You? Mm, hard to say. Between six and seven. Yeah. Yeah. What time do you wake up? It depends on the day. Oh. It really depends. Sometimes it's like six, and then other times it's like eight thirty. So. Oh wow. It it really depends on what time I went to bed and how early I want to get up. Cause like I mean I have to work eight hours a day, but from what time to what time I do that isn't like terribly important. Like it's like I can't necessarily start at like two a.m. and then end at you know ten or whatever because then like <laughs> people need me after like later on in the day obviously. But yeah, um, you know, but if I started early and ended by like three thirty or four, it's also not like it's not that big a deal. Like it works, and I actually work better in the early morning. I think for multiple mm. reasons, but one of the main ones being is that nobody is asking me for anything not that i mind working with other people or anything but it's just like it's some like serious like focus time which is great and i prefer having my focus time early in the morning versus like at the end of the day because at the end of the day i'm like tired and i'm like god i'm ready to like take a walk and like watch some tv and like eat food and whatever and not look at a computer screen yeah i like the mornings too for work yeah you wake up like at six right yeah every morning but i also like the uh, time in the evening like late that's and that's the problem right because i wake up early every morning but then some days i work until super late like the wee hours of the morning like 11 p.m no like one two three four but you don't do that regularly no i mean i usually go to bed around midnight right so like you reminded me so barbara is she's hilarious right because like now that she doesn't necessarily i mean she still has a job but like whatever it's quarantine time yeah anyway so like she doesn't have a like a schedule per se so like a lot of times she'll like work on her own projects or like do other work or whatever from like Mm -hmm. she'll start at start at midnight and then end at like four or five a.m and then wake up Mm -hmm. at like two the next day and i'm just like how like it's so weird getting back to normal i know and that's what i'm telling her like like it's like babe you can't when you go back to normal work, you're going to hate it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to hate it anyway, but you're going to hate it even more. Yeah. I mean, she's not going to hate it. She likes her job, but like. Yeah, but the schedule, that's the thing. Right. Like, there's something nice about like, that's, I think a lot of the people that are working from home are like, this is really cool. But I think that at, on the other hand, I think a lot of people are as much as like, oh, I'm going to hate having a schedule. I think secretly they're they're going to love it because it's like, let's face it. Most people are more productive when they have a regular schedule than when it's like, you know, kind of just, I mean, do. yeah, I mean, I guess when I said I, it depends on how I feel and wake up, but generally speaking, I'm working by 730 a.m. Usually when I wake up at 830 because yeah. I went to bed really late for whatever reason. And then I, I wanted to sleep in a little bit more, but that's not like the norm. Yeah. So I'm I'm usually started working by 730 because I like to end a little bit earlier. Um, 
you know, and I, and like I and like what what you said is like I like having the schedule, right? Like, mm-hmm. even though it's not like rigorous per se, like it's not like you know work from seven to eleven, take lunch for thirty two minutes and fifteen seconds, and then, <laughs> um, anyway, I don't know, it's dumb. So, but like having just like the general code, okay, you start at seven thirty, you're ending by like four or five or whatever, like you know, like for sure every day, like that's my thing. And then before and after that, those times, you know, before maybe I can do some exercise or after I will. Cause then I've tried the thing where like, maybe I'll go for like a run in the middle of the afternoon. Right. Cause it's like the weather's mm-hmm. nice and like, you know, it'd be nice to take a break, but then like, it's so much time if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Cause between like, okay, you go out for the run, but I'm going to come back disgusting, like sweaty. So I'm going to go take a shower and then I got to eat. Mm-hmm. And like, once it's all said and done, it's been like an hour and a half. Right. And then at that point, I might as well just not sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just, just don't even bother going to bed. Like if you're going to work out in a day, just, just don't even, it's too much of a time commitment to then also sleep on top of the time that you took to work out. I'm just saying that's I what it that feels sense. like. Like if you, no, like if you do it in the middle of your workflow, cause then it also like messes up. My mojo, I guess. I don't know. Some people can do it. Like some people like who work from home can like do really well and just like they do their exercise from like noon to two, like exercise, lunch and and shower and whatever. And then Mm -hmm. and then finish their day. Like I I've tried doing that. I've tried being that guy, but I can't be that guy. Can't be that guy. Yeah. It just it's it's rough, man. Don't try to be that guy. Be this guy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, Mauricio, this has been fun. It has. I think we ended on on a great note. We did. The moral of today's story was don't exercise unless you're also willing to not sleep. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, because that's <laughs> those are the words that Mauricio lives by. The words <laughs> I live by, on the other hand, are it's a great day for a great day. Equally good quote. I'm smiling. You can't tell, but I'm smiling. Don't worry. Me too. With teeth. Uh, all right. A teethy smile. Toothy smile? Teethy. Well, all right. I'm Mauricio. And I'm Chris. And this... State-mandated, federally-regulated rest period has been brought to you by, we hope, Elon Musk in the future, hopefully, and Tesla Incorporated. One day. One day we'll say that and we'll really mean it. You know what I'm curious about just before we end, actually? What? Have you ever seen them sponsor anything? No, they don't do advertising. I was going to say, like, I don't know if I've ever seen an ad by them. No, they don't. They don't. I mean, they don't need to. (laughs) I mean... Obviously, but I'm just thinking, I was like, wait, would they even like, dude, we'd have to be really cool and get in with Elon real good with in order for him to sponsor us. Well, the thing is, is I feel like we're already halfway there. For sure. I just like, I'm just realizing though, you know, because you want to have the correct expectations, right? Like, you know, yeah. you, don't, you don't have, you know, lofty goals. You need, you need concrete steps to work towards and having a concrete idea of what, you know, of what of what they do and and how they work is I mean I think that's a really good first step for me to really you know be on your level Chris yeah I mean I I don't know that I agree fully that you need concrete goals I think that having lofty goals is probably better just because then you always have something to keep striving for but sorry not 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 lofty I meant like because like there's definitely goals where I have that are like lofty like sure I want to be a millionaire like today that's not doesn't seem very real but like it is something i i work for right but like Mm -hmm. i meant like unrealistic like like not setting the correct expectations like i have like if i want to be rich i have an idea of what i would need to do more or less but it's definitely not concrete by any means but i mean but here's the thing is is there really a such thing as an 
unrealistic goal. And especially when it comes to having Tesla sponsor us, because think about it. Elon Musk is Mr. Unrealistic Goals, right? He's like, I want to create my own rocket company that goes to space. And he goes and does it, even though everyone's like, oh, that's going to fail. No one can have a private space company. And then he does it, you know? Right. And then and then other people followed suit. Right. Or like, oh, I want to make electric cars that are cool and awesome and the greatest thing ever. And then people are like, oh, that won't happen. Electric cars aren't cool and they're terrible and they can't drive far or fast. And he was like, okay, here you go. You're wrong. Right. And so that's the thing where I'm like, I think that if right now we're looking at like, okay, well, Tesla doesn't sponsor anything. They don't do advertisements and therefore we can't. And I was like, no, they don't do advertising and all that because you know why? The only reason they don't sponsor us because... They just don't know us well enough yet, but one day they will. Yes. And one day we're gonna be we're gonna be listening to this episode with Elon. We're all gonna be sitting in a room and we'll we'll be listening, and he's just gonna look at us and he's gonna give us that grin that he gives people, and we're just gonna be like, yeah, we've made it. <laughs> I love it. And on that beautiful thought, this has been rest period. Goodbye. That's me eating the microphone, for those of you wondering.